You might have noticed a change in your neighborhood lately. Yep, Sprint stores are now T-Mobile stores. Now that Sprint is T-Mobile, you get more coverage, value, and benefits than ever before. We've invested billions to bring our 5G from big cities to small towns across America. And great coverage is just the start. From high-speed mobile hotspot data to weekly deals and giveaways, our customers get tons of great benefits. Head to your new T-Mobile store to learn more. Qualifying service and capable device required. Coverage not available in some areas. Some uses may require certain plan or features. See T-Mobile.com. <laughs> always, always takes a few seconds. <laughs> okay, here we go. We've started to record. Uh, hello, everybody. Welcome back. Thanks for, for joining us. Um, so, our guest today is um, Emily Baines, who Jack and I went to school with. Who, yeah, we went to school with for a long time. So, hello, <laughs> Emily. Um, could you, could you, yeah, just in, introduce yourself a little bit? Maybe introduce how you know me and Jack. And like, I don't know when the last time you spoke to us, and then and then really, I'd like to just um, uh, hear your story um, and tell us a bit about what happened to you this past year um, and why you've been wanting to um, spread awareness about that and why you've started your Instagram page to try and um, um, speak out about something that a lot of people don't know anything about, myself included. Yeah, of course. So obviously, you said I know these two from school I think I probably last saw him seven seven years ago <laughs> but we, maybe seven years ago is that when we left school who's keeping count eh? could be no idea <laughs> yeah seven since we left Minstorp yeah yeah so wow. um and we were in the same friendship group kind of weren't we and we used to all knock about together and stuff so, so one yeah. stop yeah one stop <laughs> talking about that other day we have a reunion yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all at one stop <laughs> um so yeah so basically in january last year 2020 i was pregnant and suffered a miscarriage well of that time is what i thought um and then later on discovered it was something called a molar pregnancy never heard of it honestly i was like what on earth is this there's nothing on the internet about it you google it and it's like it's cancer that's basically what what google says so obviously i were i were panicked but I, I, I don't know what's happening um i had to have an operation to have everything took out and make sure all the pregnancy was was gone and taken and then the results had to be sent off to a, a cancer place to be tested to make sure it wasn't wasn't cancerous or that it couldn't develop into that. Um, and it wasn't luckily it, it didn't turn into cancer, but I did suffer a miscarriage, um, which mentally long term has not been the best. Um, and for everyone around me as well, it wasn't just me that it affected. Obviously, it affected Jason as well because he saw me going through that. He didn't know what on earth were happening um and it can't be nice for everyone else either and i just thought there's nothing I, I can't find anything anywhere apart from some american website so and they do things completely different to over here um in terms of treatment in terms of how they handle the molar pregnancy um and there was just nothing and i thought i need some sort of help the doctors and the nurses honestly aren't trained in it so they couldn't give me 
any indicator of what it was that I was having, why it happened, how long the recovery would be. All I got told was that there was a specialist centre, one in London and one in Sheffield, and I'd need to be in touch with them. Um, and that was it. So I created my Instagram page for that reason. I thought there must be other people out there wanting to tell their stories about this molar pregnancy and, and what it is. So that's why I created the Instagram. I've come across a lot of other people that have suffered miscarriages and in different ways. So not just this molar pregnancy, but um, obviously miscarriages, multiple miscarriages, stillborns. And yeah, and it's a, it, I don't want to say it's a good community of people because that's not, it's not the right word, a good, it, I mean, it's a shit situation to be in, but we've made the best out of that situation. Um, and I like to just put all my thoughts and feelings on there. It helps, that's what's helped me best. Um, you know, I was offered to see counsellors and things, but I'm not, I didn't want to speak to a, a stranger face-to-face who didn't actually know what the the thing was that I'd suffered. So I just thought writing all my thoughts and feelings down on paper and was posting about it on Instagram for anyone to see. It helped me. So that's where we're at. I say um, you should be very proud of yourself Emily I know we've not spoken in a while but it seems that from the start of when that's happened to now I mean today you're smiling you seem really happy and it seems like uh, you've made a lot of progress from when that first happened so it's just nice to see you know what I mean because I can't ever relate to the situation Um, and you know like I said it seems like you haven't let it defeat you and it's made you made you a stronger person so yeah, yeah you should be proud of yourself Thanks. I mean, I, I, I try. Um, <laughs> obviously, I still have bad days with it because it's like anything. Um, I suppose a loss is a loss in any anything just because we didn't meet this baby or, you know, we didn't bond with this baby. It weren't, we, we, from that pregnancy test saying we were, it were positive, we'd planned our lives. We knew what were going to happen um, and what we wanted for the future and then that gets ripped away. Um, so we still have obviously not not cracking days, both me and Jason. But you have to move on. You can't you can't live like in the past. So, no, yes. I agree. It's a good attitude to have. Would you mind like um, just get a bit more in depth here? So would you mind like, so how how did you feel when you first found out about this? Like, how did you first find out even? Like you gave us a bit of a brief overview, but what was the day like when you first received the news? So I was meant to go for a scan, but with it being over Christmas, I couldn't go at 12 weeks, which is when you normally have the scan. So my mine was set for 13 weeks. Um, so two days before that, I just didn't feel right. It was New Year's Eve. I just didn't. There was something off. Um, and just like, you'll be fine. You know, you know what men are like. <laughs> they don't <laughs> get it like we do. Um, and he was like, you'll be fine, you know, you'll be fine. And I was like, there's something not right. So I went to the hospital and I didn't have a very good experience with them. Um, they they basically say if there's no pain, then, then you're all right. You're not losing your baby. Your baby's fine. And then I woke up the next day and I, just, I said to Jason, there's not, there's something I know. I don't want to say it's a mother's feeling, but. I suppose it is because I just knew that there was something not right with me and my body at that time. So I went, we went to the hospital and they scanned me. 
and said that there was they just said there's no there's no baby and I know I've seen a lot of things and read a lot of things they don't say that they say there's no heartbeat and that's not what what was said um and they could see everything on the scan they didn't turn the the screen round. I couldn't see what they were seeing um and my heart just sank um and I remember just I didn't cry I just I just didn't know what on earth we'd done for a baby just not to be there like I had a really round stomach um I was feeling sick like all the positive signs were there and then were just there was just nothing um they took us into this little room in the hospital um and it were painted all like skies and heaven if you like and I thought what am I doing in here like what am I what am I doing sat in here and Jace were really upset my mum were with us and Jace were really beside himself I've never seen him cry like that um and I just kept it together and I thought I, I, I just it just didn't sink in I don't think I thought and I, I drove to, I drove to the hospital so I drove me and Jason there and I just thought I'm gonna have to have to stay strong and this doctor came in and he just said so we found in your stomach um lots of abnormal growths instead of a baby and a, and a sack where the baby grows so we found lots of cysts that um can become cancerous I was like right okay um I was like, so what? what is it? And you're like, it's called a, a molar pregnancy. It's really rare. Not many people get it. Not, it's nothing either of you could have done. It just, It's just one of them things and it just happens. And that that's a term that got thrown around a lot. That it's just one of them things, you know, it happens. So we that's, came home. That's sorry. the Instagram. That's the Instagram handle. One of those yeah. things one of those things because it just got thrown around that often I didn't like it I didn't like the term it's just one of those things because for me something just something that we've done or there's something something had to happen it can't just happen do you know what I mean which now I've realized that obviously things do just happen um and it it, it has just happened it's just a a fluke um but yeah, so that that was that. It was then just a whirlwind a few weeks. I was having blood tests every day. They check something in your body called a HCG, and that's basically your pregnancy hormone in your body. So at the start of the pregnancy, when you first become pregnant at four or five weeks, a pregnancy test will show quite low HCG. But as you then obviously go through pregnancy, it'll increase to thousands. Um but when they tested mine after they scanned me, it was like through the roof. I don't know the numbers, but it's like like five hundred thousand, like off the roof. And they were like, "That's not normal," and that's because of these are abnormal growths. And that's how they kind of confirmed that this molar pregnancy was happening. Um, and then that, they had to take it all out to make sure, obviously, and test it all, and and that was then sent off. Um, and then. Sheffield Hospital, Western Park got in touch with, they are a specialist cancer hospital. They then got in touch and sent me an A4 leaflet that was one-sided that ex explained what this was um, and said, you must not get pregnant. You must not try again now for at least a year. Oh. We, can't, 
you can't you can't get pregnant because that it's really dangerous. But you're you're pregnant again now, right? I am pregnant now. Yeah. Um, I left it a while. I left it like they said. But yeah, okay. um, I I had to be monitored by them weekly. Um, I had to do urine and blood sample tests every week for them to make sure these levels were coming down. And luckily, I I was lucky in that since it did come down quick. Um, it, it came down like within a few weeks, but then I just had to be monitored for six weeks to make sure it was definitely gone. Um, and I said to Jason, look, once this is, has happened and it's it's done with, shall we try again? He said, he said yeah, like whatever. Because we didn't really plan for this baby to happen. It was just, we'll see what, what goes off kind of thing. And it, we were touched by surprise because it happened so quick. And then... I thought that's what that's what we want. That that's I can't think of anything more that we want. Um, so yeah, that were that were that. What what stage um, did you find out that you had uh, miscarried? Like how far into the pregnancy were you? I was just a few days off thirteen weeks. So I was. Oh, right. pa- I was past the safe. What they class as the safe level, which is twelve. Um, but obviously this happened at 13 so it wasn't classed as the, the safe area i was i was technically out of the miscarriage time period but the first trimester right yeah that's right yeah right oh yeah that must have been um I, I was just googling a little bit about molar pregnancy and i didn't really understand anything that i read so i can um, it's really yeah. confusing it is really confusing and there's nothing out there to say what it is it is and you're left to it, which is, is, is it's scary. It's daunting. You haven't got a clue what's happening. Yeah, I would imagine there's a lot of women who've been through the same thing, who it's just been a whirlwind and they come out of it and obviously they're in bad mental state and they might find it difficult to deal with. And then if there's not the information out there, right, or they're not being given it and they've just been given this little A4 sheet of paper... Yeah, it must be pretty overwhelming. Like, yeah. that's why I think it's cool um, to see what you're doing. I would imagine that you get quite a few responses, people saying, wow, you know, that this is the exact same thing I've been going through. You said it's pretty rare, though. Yeah, it, it's about one in 600 pregnancies, which sounds to me a lot, but they say is rare. Um, yeah. And it, they can't really give an explanation. There's two different types of this molar pregnancy, so... A complete one is where is what happened to us. So nothing actually forms. So the egg and the sperm just doesn't it don't it don't form. Um, what your body thinks it has. So there was never actually a baby there, which for me was the hardest bit to grasp. Wow. I thought I was, you know, carrying this baby, and to hear that I've been just carrying cysts that could be cancerous is it's tough. Um, and then the partial ones where some of some of the baby starts to form so some of it will will come and then and then it just doesn't happen but the pregnancy can't continue yeah you have to have an operation to have it ended um and took away yeah so that's another it's another tough thing because over here obviously that that just happens but some people in america have reached out to me on my instagram and said you know, I've been shamed and said that I'm, I've killed my baby because I've had to have the pregnancy ended. But it's not it's not the case. There is literally no choice in it. 
shamed by like people, people who believe yeah like someone who might be like anthony but anti-abortionist yeah. so that and sort of mentality life. yeah yes i don't i don't really get that no it's um, i've never experienced anything like that um and if i did they'd they'd, they'd get a <laughs> get a, they'd get a warning <laughs> point it that way i haven't changed since school i'm still a bit mouthy so they would get that <laughs> <laughs> so how yeah. did how did um so obviously you heard that you that it was the mother pregnancy so how did the instagram page sort of start how did you um form this community online and in doing so did you actually find out more about mother pregnancy like yeah. is it still a very um developing area of medicine um yeah yeah, yeah. yeah there's nothing there's no treatment for it um you just have to kind of let your body do what your body's got to do um they did say after six months if if the levels aren't going down then that is then classed as cancer the you you've got you've got cancer it is very curable they said that it's a 99% curable cancer but that it's, it's still daunting you still you've still got it um and then obviously then you'd have to have um everything that comes with chemotherapy then um but yeah, there's not not nothing about it. Still, there's not really a lot. There's only there's me and maybe two other women that pages are focused on this molar pregnancy. One's a girl that's going through it now. She got diagnosed with it a few a few weeks ago. Um, so it's tough that it's tough for her, but she reached out um, and we discussed it and we discussed experiences and things and it's the exact same she had the exact same experiences i did just in london and i had here it was the like exact same story and then another girl um she was a bit she was she got cancer and she had to wait a year and a half before being able to get pregnant again which luckily now she's she's pregnant again and everything's great but there is only three of us and instagram's a big place I do think, I do think there's a lot of people suffering and there'll be a lot of people. That's why I hashtag all my posts saying molar pregnancy, molar pregnancy awareness, because I do think people will be struggling behind the, you know, behind the scenes and they'll probably be looking at these um, hashtags and seeing what they can find on Instagram and Twitter and things like that. And I have had a few other girls that have not had miscarriage pages and they're just random girls who've said yeah I've, I've gone through this or it's happening it's happening to me now which is nice it's nice to hear because it's nice for me that they are reaching out and they are asking it's not it's not nice at the same time obviously it's 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 not great no but that you right that that could like have a big impact i think more so than than, than some people might re- just just being able to talk to someone who's uh experienced a similar thing uh yeah. or the same thing just being able to speak to someone like that briefly or or realize that you're not alone uh could be very powerful yeah uh, definitely yeah like you can slag off social media a lot quite easily for a lot of reasons but then there's a lot of good as well i think brought from through social media and it's got a lot of potential to be very very empowering um what what else got got you through because uh, obviously you said that you like found it tough mentally at first uh well and still still 
still to this day, I would imagine. Uh, yeah. But what 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 like helped you to get through and has helped you to continue with your life and and to be motivated uh, to just just you know get, sort, me, sort yourself out and stuff. For me, is that Instagram page that has been my lifeline. If I if I didn't have it, I'd, I honestly hand on out don't know where I'd be because before I did make that, I was. I was very suicidal about it. It made me very, which I haven't talked about much on there. Briefly mentioned it because I don't like to go into things like that. But I am an open person, so if anyone asked if that's how I felt, then yeah, I did. Self harming, yeah, absolutely. That was that was a big thing, and I was obviously at the minute I'm still living at home with my dad and Jace, and they absolutely jace just couldn't he couldn't see that this 16 year old girl that he, he he met he couldn't see me going through this pain it absolutely destroyed him um and i'm sure he won't mind me saying but he also struggled is that to go to the doctors for help because it destroyed him not only it was the same for him obviously this miscarriage was happening but then he didn't know what was happening to me so that that was hard for him um but the Instagram pages definitely, definitely got me going, got me, got me through it, thousand percent. I think that that is the only thing I don't. The doctors don't get it. My midwife yeah. now, she hasn't got a clue what a molar pregnancy is. It was so difficult at the start of this pregnancy to push for an extra scan to check that it hadn't come back because they didn't, they didn't understand what it was. They didn't have an, they didn't have a clue, and that was really difficult for me to try and explain something that I semi know nothing about as well. So yeah, that's surprising. You'd think, wouldn't you? Like studying a degree in medicine, all this research and stuff, you'd think uh, you'd expect someone to be able to explain it to you, wouldn't you? That's, it's just not there yet, I guess. Yeah. But, uh, were you like just out as soon as you'd had your operation and you and you'd finished? Was that it? You just on your own, right? Go back to go back home. That's it. There you go. See you later. Yeah. Um. The nurses at the um early pregnancy unit were really good when I had the scan. Um. And when I've gone back this time, she was. It was the same nurse, and she remembered, and it it it's really nice. But I had the operation a few days after the fifth of January last year. I think it was. Um. I had the operation. They said, right, you you're gonna be really in pain for ten weeks. You you can't work. Um, you don't go to work, you don't do anything, you just basically sit at home. I was like, right, okay, that's it. I was then on my way, um, and there I was sat at home. But then you're just gonna be thinking about it all the time. I, I bet, like, if you just sat at home, googling, honestly, yeah, and that's what probably doesn't help. That's what brings you down because I'm like, Google again says cancer. So then in your head you're thinking, I've got cancer. Until you get any sort of confirmation, which can take six weeks for the hospital to even get back to you. So you're sat in overdrive. Yeah, and if you just sat at home all day, you've got all this time to think and it must just be weighing on your mind all the time. Yeah, it, it, it is. It's it's not it's not not the best at all. Um, I didn't make the Instagram page straight away. It were a few months after, I think. Um, and Jace actually said to me the other day, it didn't seem to hit me as much until lockdown because obviously it was 
quite then soon after, only two and a bit months that we went into lockdown. Yeah. And then that, that made me worse, I think. Well, a lot of people struggle with that anyway, don't they? They might not have anything uh, that you could point a finger on significant in their lives that would make them feel bad. But I think lockdown in general for some people for every, uh, for a lot, is quite yeah. difficult, especially if you've just gone through that. It makes me think, like, speaking to you, and it makes it, it highlights to me that um, it's cliche, but, like, you never know um, anyone's story, really, do you? Like, no matter who you meet in life, anyone you don't know what's going on like so just i don't know it just just comes back to just being respectful to everyone and just being sound with everyone like yeah because you, you don't know what's going on like you, you might you might like be annoyed you might be having a bad day but if you project that then onto someone else like you go into a restaurant or something and you just start being a dick to the waiter or whatever um because you're having a bad day they could be going through some dark shit like that's just happened yeah. and, and no one would ever know and that could just make it well that could completely twist their whole week or month or or whole mood and stuff and uh, doing a bad job of explaining it but i basically say <laughs> so, like speaking to you highlights that to me that everyone's got a story you know yeah so, yeah and... yeah i suppose you wouldn't know if the instagram i didn't want to be private i wanted people who knew me to know about it and a lot of women on there don't but if i don't know if i hadn't if i'd have kept that private you guys wouldn't have known do you know what i mean or you've only known from obviously you spoke to my dad that's the only way you would have known um and it's the same with a lot of people they they, they don't know still now people who i haven't seen for years will say oh how are you doing you're pregnant again and I'm like, yeah. And they're like, oh, you, you had a miscarriage. I'm like, yeah. yeah. But they don't get, they don't understand. And I get that. A lot of people don't understand. And it's a very, very tough subject. It's very, it's very tough. Which I am surprised actually that you guys wanted to speak to me about it because it's not something that's spoken about. It's you don't speak about it. No, it's nice to see though, Emily, that you're that obviously it takes a strong person um, to share such a vulnerable, vulnerable side of them on social media. And I think um, that's very powerful, not only for yourself, but for example, we want to hear about it because it spreads more awareness of it. Like I said, no one's speaking about molar pregnancy. Um, and this could be a start of a, of a big change, you know what I mean? Like this is the start of you advocating for molar pregnancy and making more people aware about it. And then it's just going to spiral, isn't it? It's, more people are going to know about it. Um, which is going to make you feel better and hopefully um, more research gets gets done about it. So like I said, it all starts from you. Um, yeah. You know, being a strong person and actually sharing your story. Um, so yeah, you know what I mean? It's not an easy thing to do. Um, yeah. But it's nice to see. It is very nice to see. Yeah, there's a, there's a few of us. I've made friends with a lot of girls on the page who've gone through completely different things to I have. Um, and we just we put our heads together. It was the end of January, and we said, "There's not, there's we need something and someone to have something for people to reach out for." So we've made a collective Instagram as well. So as well as mine, that's one of those things. We've got a collective one um, that four of us run, and at What's the that minute, called? it's called the M Word. Oh. Um, yeah, and then we've got a hashtag, which is the big fat M word, because no one speaks about it. Um, 
And we found that a lot of women are reaching out to us. We've only had that since the 2nd of February. We're nearly at 500 followers on there, which for me is absolutely mind-blowing that 500 people have gone through gone through it and maybe not known. Um, and they're reaching out to us all the time. We're doing our own research. We're finding out all the different types of miscarriage you can have and making, you know, making some sort of outlet where there's something else there to explain to you from real people what it is and not just medical people. Because um, it helps. I think it really does. A few people that we went to school with have reached out to me when I made, made my page and said, I've suffered a miscarriage. And I would have never, you would have never, ever have known. Um, I, I think there's a good four or five people. And I, I said, Chase, it's absolutely crazy to think that that's it's happened. It's, it is more common than you think. Um, even though it doesn't feel like, it didn't feel like it for me at the time. It didn't feel, I felt like it was just happening to me. But when these other people who we knew um, that I probably stayed at the houses with the parents and it's happened to and it really took me back. It really, really took me back. Wow. I was going to ask, to be fair, Emily, so that is, this is just a start of many good things to come with your Instagram page. Um, but is there anything outside of the Instagram page that you guys are like, looking to do um, that could get more of an interest within uh, mother pregnancy? Like the more awareness of it? So there, there was a website that was made by a girl that I think suffered one in 2007. The, but the page has been shut down. So I have been in contact with um, Western Park, the cancer hospital, because I think this, the do, there does need to be something, not just Instagram, where the pe- people can say, you know, this is this. They can give a, yeah, they can give you this A4 leaflet, but the bottom, there needs to be outlets where, the, where there's people to help. So I didn't, I didn't have a clue who to turn to. There's some great, charities um that highlight these things but i think it needs to be also from real people um you know a web i'd love to start that website back up um and have people tell their stories because it was from what i I see on there it was a popular website a lot of people used it and i think that there's something like that that just needs to be done here especially because everything's american and it needs that you know there it just need to be something else at the hospital can go here's this leaflet here's what it is but here's some links that to other people's stories or to this website who can offer you this help um so yeah it's definitely something that i've been looking into and the girls are they've got me back anyway um with whatever we need to do that's yeah, that amazing could, that, that could save lives like save one life it could be someone who who is suicidal who, who's like really struggling with it and they see that link and they go to that website and that um has an effect similar to what your instagram did to you and and pulls you back into um like out of out of that feeling of being down and that that yeah you, you might never know it but it no. could it could it could save someone's life like thousands of miles away that you've never met um yeah yeah, exactly. I... It definitely needs to be talked about. The, not even just the mole pregnancy, the miscarriage topic. It needs to be talked about for me because before it happened to us, I don't know anyone close to us that it happened to. 
and now now I know lots of people in the village that it's happened to some that I've rekindled friendships back with through it so you know well obviously that's that's helped me that it's helped me and obviously it's helped a few other people that I I knew as well which makes it worth it makes it worthwhile that I'm telling my story and obviously it's, it's important for anyone anyone that doesn't know me or just comes across it and reads that you know I wrote a post saying that I hated looking at myself afterwards because everything changed and I did and it took me ages to realise that your body's carried meant to have carried a baby and it hasn't feels like it's failed you but it's hard to get your head around that that is unfortunately what happens and it is normal um so yeah but it's super important to talk about would you mind sharing with us, Emily, like you mentioned there, one of the thoughts that you had to like battle with and overcome. Would you mind sharing any other thoughts that um, you went through um, that are just very difficult to overcome and you just had to accept uh, and realise? Um, yeah, there's a, there's been a lot more recently now I'm pregnant again. Um, so for me, I, I get this guilty feeling still now that um, I'm not thinking about the baby that we lost. And that I'm thinking about this pregnancy. I get a guilty feeling about that all the time. Um, which is, I, I understand that's normal, but it's still difficult to, mm. to have that thought. Um, there's a lot of, it, there's a, just a lot of thinking. It's, it's, it's all in your head. Like the physical part for me is not, not an issue. The physical, um, you know getting better it's not a problem but it's what you're left with so my obviously my body was still thinking it was pregnant for six months which was difficult which a lot of women wouldn't you know probably think a lot of people get pregnant straight away and they need to fill that hole and there is like I, I think I've wrote a post about that that there's this hole in your heart that just needs to be filled um and I think that people think by getting pregnant that'll be filled, and it's not. It, it's it's just not. That little piece will just not be there, um, and that's difficult to come to terms with. But you know, it's not there. It, it's it's just not gonna be there because you've lost that little bit of you. Yeah, it's what very, you've been it's expecting, haven't you? Yeah, for months, right? Well, well, for yeah, a couple of months. I would imagine when you're expecting, that's on your mind all the time like just planning for this future and yeah yeah and then uh, it's gone then it's gone yeah you're not pregnant anymore and it's it's gone it's it's difficult I, I also want to just like it's it's difficult for the men it's difficult um jace wouldn't like to you know jace would never do anything like this and talk about how he'd feel on and anything like this which is it's that that's him and there's a few instagrams of men that do talk about it which is good and they have people send them stories in anonymously all the time um but it's good to talk about because jace doesn't really talk to me about it either he, he brings it up every now and then um he said to me the other day that he had a dream um about the baby that we'd lost and that's he just said that that's all he said and then he went to work but then i then i'm thinking that's really, it's a good thing for him to share that he's had that because that 
that tells me that not that I don't think he doesn't think about the baby because he obviously does, but he doesn't like to share and upset me probably that that's what he's thinking about. But he obviously does give it some thought and we don't, it's like anything, we don't give the men the the thought because it's the woman's body, which is, which is fine, which is what I understand. But for me, it's more than that. It's not just about the physical, it's about the mental for both the men and the women. It affects both, and people don't. I don't think people really realise that either. What's it like? Um, like me and Jordan were also wanting to know. Uh, just going through pregnancy, just generally, like, um, what? How does it affect your body? How does it affect your mind? You know, us men will never be able to, we'll be able to relate. You know what I mean? But we find it very interesting. Yeah, I was quite excited to speak to you actually. It's tiring. I'm absolutely exhausted. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I'm tired all the time. Um, your body changes so much and it's 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 difficult i for me who's always wanted to be a mum it's difficult for me to realize these changes that i'm going through and not realizing at the time um so you have to lay on your left hand side when you go to sleep because if you lay on your back it, it can cause pressure on the baby and it's really dangerous which you wouldn't have you wouldn't think oh let me lay on my left hand side <laughs> not something that you'd normally think but now I have to make that conscious choice before I go to sleep lay on my left and Jason's a bit like what are you doing I says you've got to do this you've got to lay on your left or I've got to have four bottles of water a day at least to keep the baby hydrated or um anything Jason's like why why, why did you get up like three times at night? I'm like, M the baby's pressing on my bladder. Like, yeah. I, I need a wee kind of thing. But everything moves and you don't realise. So last weekend we were in hospital because I'm just scared about every little every little thing. It's scary, um, especially after a loss. Um, and I had this like pain in my stomach and I didn't know what it was. And they just said that everything's moving. I was like, what do you mean? And she felt up my ribs. And basically, your, your blood when everything moved down to make space for this baby in the middle. And I just I'd not really give it a thought. I'd not a thought, but then your intestines and everything move up and to the side and under your ribs. And I think there's no wonder. There's so much, like, I'm in agony all the time or I'm tired all the time. What kind of like pain is it? Like what kind of pain if you could describe it? So it's it depends. So it's a numb it's like a numbness feeling at, at the sides of my stomach, but then I get shooting pains underneath where the baby's sat. Um and then last weekend it was like uh it was like a you're not gonna understand. And I don't understand either <laughs> because I've not actually physically birthed a child. But it's what I, I imagine a a contraction would feel like it's like the ta it's like your belly tenses and then releases but it's just everything it's everything moving it's absolutely uh, crazy do you have to uh eat certain foods or anything or like not eat certain foods yeah you can't have oh really i all i want to eat is egg and soldiers and i can't have it <laughs> what? you can't have egg and salt what that's you not that bad you can't, have, you can't have runny egg can you have hard boiled? Yeah, but it's not the same. <laughs> why can't why can't you have runny but you can have that's so weird. 
you've got to really like overcook your eggs if you if you're having eggs, but they don't really like you to have them. How come by the way? Like, so what happens if like how come eggs aren't um like pretty bad can, to have? It can cause um food poisoning, which apparently is really bad for a baby. That's crazy. It is. Oh, I never, if you, never if you got food poisoning, it'd be really yeah, I would imagine yeah. so. Mm. Yeah. Um and things like blue cheeses and stuff like that. You can't have no, no blue cheese. No blue cheese. <laughs> no, you handle it It's a good job because uh, I don't like it, so that's not an issue. But um and it's things like you, you, certain uncooked certain uncooked meats you can't have. So like ham and salami. Like me and Jace make his own pizzas on a Friday. We I can't put salami on because it's not fully cooked. And I'm like, oh, right, great. <laughs> so yeah, there's a lot of different. There's a lot of things that you don't probably realise that you've got to look out for. Are you doing any like uh, pregnant exercise, like any pregnant Pilates or anything? Um... Absolutely not. No. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, I didn't do exercise before. I'm not gonna definitely not start now. <laughs> well, I sometimes see pictures that come up on my Instagram, and it's like really pregnant women doing like doing something i don't know i didn't know if that was a thing i think think it's meant to be good when you're in the last trimester because it stretches your muscles out ready for labor right um so i've heard so we'll we'll see if i can get jason to you know do these pilates moves with me but i doubt it (laughs) (laughs) he's he's a sportsman he's quite athletic he should be he should be keen to do that with you i know he keeps saying well i said to him the other day i walked up the stairs and i was i was so breathless and you were like you just unfit. That's what it is now. Like it's not. I am carrying a child. And actually, then I googled it and I told him, and your heart from twelve from you being twelve weeks pregnant, it doubles. So so then you've got a fully grown heart. The baby's got a fully grown heart at twelve weeks. So oh, I right. actually got my heartbeat and their heartbeat going at the same time while I'm running up thirteen steps. Can, can you feel it? Can you feel the baby's heartbeat? No, but when, like, if I'm calm and relaxed, my heart pounds like mad. Right. So I was laid in the bath the other day, and I said to Jason, like, come here. I said, I can't I can't catch my breath. They're like, why? What have you been doing? I'm like, I've just been laid here. Um, but that it, that's the reason that you can, you can feel your heart beating, like, double time. It seems like when you're pregnant, every day is different from the last. It seems like one day you could be feeling, you know what I mean, like a... Yeah, out of breath. One day you could be thinking, oh, I want to eat eggs and soldiers. Seems like never, it, it seems like you never know what's around the corner. I know. Jason's like, should we go for a walk? And I'm like, oh, no. My leg, because you're carrying this excess weight that you don't realise that you're carrying. Um, and I'm like, I've not put any weight on. Like, I've not put any weight on. And Jason's like, you probably have. And I looked at my doctor's notes and actually I've, I've put on a good three and a half four pounds already which doesn't seem like a lot in 14 weeks but you're meant to put on like 26 pounds as an average in the nine months of pregnancy i know yeah tell me about it what's that (laughs) two 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 stone like that's an average of what people do obviously my friend my friend had a baby in october and she only put about 10 pounds on i think but you can still feel it. You can feel, like, obviously, excess weight to your legs and things, which is why you probably see pregnant women waddle and you think what they're doing. 
Well, that's why it's because of this excess weight that you're carrying that you didn't realise and take it out of you. Yeah, I definitely. I'm glad I'm a man. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like I was. I, I love talking about stuff like this, but like I don't think I could. Go, I think if I was a woman, I don't think I could get pregnant. Like I'd be too. Well, I probably could. I don't know, but I'd be very scared. <laughs> I'd be very scared. Like yeah. just because it's a, for nine months and longer as well because of afterwards and yeah, like it's just it. You must just be there all the time, right? Yeah. And it's just getting bigger and bigger and. It's just a crazy thought. So imagine having twins. Like, oh, no. Carrying twins with you. <laughs> crazy. Like, you've got two, babe. You've got three hearts in, inside your body. It's, it's crazy. It is. It's absolutely crazy. I don't think Jason really understood. Um, and I don't think I'm my my belly's getting bigger. Um, and I can't, I'd come from somewhere the other day and I'd bought some maternity clothes because I can't fit in my clothes now. Um and just like, oh my god, like your belly's huge. And I was like, is it? I was like, is it? You're like, yeah, there's a baby in there. And I was like, oh, it's it's so crazy. <laughs> like we forget. It is I, I forget. And Jason every now and then will go, There's a baby in your belly. And you you then you realise again, you're like, Oh yeah, but there is a baby in my belly. <laughs> Easy mistake to make though, isn't it? I guess. You, 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 I think everyone would do that. It's it's you just forget that it's it's there kind of thing. Can you feel it uh, kicking yet? Has it got what what stage is that when the no, baby starts? not yet. It's about sixteen weeks, um, and I'm fourteen and a half right now, so I can't feel any of that just yet. Um, How long does um a typical like pregnancy last in terms of weeks? Forty weeks. I have forty weeks. Okay. Um, but I'll probably because I'm diabetic. It's a lot more complicated. <laughs> Which is another uh, massive factor. Um, the baby can everything I eat, my sugars are a little bit on the higher side. The baby gets that. The baby then puts weight on. So my baby could be huge just because of my sugars. So they might they'll probably say to me at thirty seven, right? We'll we'll start to deliver baby now. Oh, so it doesn't get too big. Yeah, because if it gets too big, it, it can't come out then. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah oh right and the, the complications it can get stuck and everything so i just said look if we have to have this baby three weeks early then we have to have it three weeks early are you type one diabetic yeah type one do you have to like have you had to change cause you take insulin yeah right have you had to change the way that you take that completely because you're pregnant yeah yeah you have to change everything so on the i'm on a put an insulin pump which is attached to me all the time on my stomach um and you have so much in the 24-hour period and at certain times of the day depending on what what your hormones are doing i'll have so much but now i've got this extra person that's taking it as well you have to have like more or less so in the night time, the baby, when I was resting, the baby was taking all of the nutrients from me and my sugars were just going low in the night and I didn't know. Um, so then I've had to like change all of that. And my sugars have never been better controlled, which were difficult for me because I've not really looked after it for a good eight years. I've just abandoned it kind of thing. And I've had to really get on top of it, which has been another thing then after the, the miscarriage that were difficult um to get on top of but yeah all that's all that's changed um so yeah but i can test my bloods from my arm so i've got this device on my arm 
and it's like a little circle. And I scan, put my phone on it and it scans it and tells me what my bloods are doing. So that works a lot, a lot easier. What does it tell you? Just your insulin levels? It tells me. Yeah, levels? Yeah, it tells me what my bloods are. It tells me if they're steady, if they're going high, if they're going to go low, if they're dropping really quickly. Yeah, we, we do live in a good time, don't we? Like, imagine yeah. being pregnant with those kind of, you know, you've got your diabetic as well, and let's see, you had the molar pregnancy, but 200 years ago, like... Oh, yeah. It just wouldn't, it wouldn't happen. No, wouldn't happen, would it? Like, no. we're pretty no. lucky they in some ways. Like, and at the, at the hospital, they are, they are very black and white with you. Um, you have to, I have to take a consultant every few weeks, and, and last time she did say, look, which upset me because I wasn't expecting it. And she was like, this is your first baby. You're diabetic. You will probably lose this baby. And I was like, oh, right. Like, okay, kind of thing. And then this time I've been to see her this week and she's like, you've passed the stage of miscarriage, so that's good. But if your baby gets too big, it can be born dead. And I was like, right, great. Thank you for delivering this news. But it is what it is. It's happened that often with the diabetes that I suppose they just want you to know that it's a possibility and they want you to be they want you to be on it the best you can um which is what which is what I'm doing but I have come across another woman on the miscarriage page who miscarriage who's type 1 diabetic and she's 14 weeks pregnant also so that's really good I found her through that um it's really good to compare what we're going through and what her consultant's saying and what mine's saying um, so yeah, wow. it's almost like you got a little uh, pregnancy buddy. I know it's great. <laughs> Jay's don't get it. <laughs> Jay's don't get it. So uh, yeah, it's nice to have someone to talk to who completely gets the diabetes now difficult that is, and then gets the pregnancy as well on that. So yeah, that's good. Um, so um, you said you mentioned. You didn't plan to get pregnant at first, like uh, that's that's not important. But what what I mean is, what what does it feel like <laughs> going in to be to be starting a family? Basically, like what what was that like? Are you are you planning to stay stay around uh, Kirby and Emsall and yeah like, yeah moving yeah. moving in with Jace? Yeah, I can't that's wait. Woo. Proper proper adulting. <laughs> Oh no! Tell me about it. Everyone's all of all of my friends are like, "God, you, you're a real adult," and I'm can't wait for pubs to open 21st of June. <laughs> I'm like, me too. I also want to be sat in the beer garden just drinking an alcoholic cider. It's not a problem. But yeah, um, obviously we didn't really. We still lived here with my dad, and it were always we were going to move out. Or obviously we were going to always move. We just never really had that kick to save us money to, to move um and then when we were living here and the miscarriage happened we got pregnant we were, we were happy jason's obviously one of seven kids so he wanted a family probably sooner he just probably didn't tell me that um and his dad did say i'm surprised that you've left it this long he thought really? i'd have been pregnant four years ago <laughs> Um, Melvin. I know. Melvin. Melvin. Yeah, yeah. I feel like, wow, I thought you'd have had a four-year-old by now. I'm like, oh, right, okay. Um, 
but yeah so then obviously that happened and it just, and then lockdown happened and i said let's just save us money and move so we literally saved 10 grand in in lockdown and um i bought a house in upton um nice so we move in there we're a bit scared because we've not moved to, we've not lived in upton either of us we're like oh this is unknown territory yeah. Uh, but all my dad's family are from up there, so I suppose we'll be all right. Yeah, it seems, like, um, seems like an exciting time for you all. I mean, you're going to be starting a family together. It sounds like a new chapter. There's plenty of good things to look forward to. Yeah, it's crazy to think that that's where we are in our lives right now. You know what I mean? Like, like obviously, Charlotte and Abby, who I'm still really good friends with from school, Charlotte's still at uni. And Abby's obviously just recovering from which she's recovering from. Um, and I'm having this baby and buying a house. It's just a bit, it's just, a, I didn't, I didn't really expect that this is how my life would be right now, but it is, so. It can be pretty crazy sometimes, you know, you, like I said, you never really know what's going to happen in your life, do you? You no. think you do, but then something happens and then you think that you don't. <laughs> yeah. That's basically what happens, but uh yeah, anyway, that's just me trying a bit of shit. It's, in, it's interesting as well, like, the, another thing I like about uh, social media is um, I get to, every, every now and again, something will pop up and it's like, wow, this, this is someone you were friends with or you knew at school and you get to see bits of what they're doing and it's really interesting because everyone's doing different things. Yeah. Um, they're at different stages in their life or they're, having a, they're leading a different life um, to this person or that person. It might not be what you expected. But it's really just interesting, and I, I, li I like seeing people do well. And I love seeing pictures of my mates from school's kids. Like when I saw, yeah. like a lot of people, you know, Kyle's just had a kid, and he just seen them. Yeah, it was like so cool. It's like, what this? This is someone I grew up with and spent time with. I knew them when they were ba a kid, basically. Kid. Yeah. And now they've got their own kid, and it's just all these kids. And like, I bet if I go, I wonder if I went back. Let's say I never went to Kirby like for twenty years. And then, or 15 years, and then went back. And um, the kids have been knocking about. <laughs> yeah, but if I could like recognize people's faces, like, ooh, he looks like he could be so and so's kid, or, or I reckon he's related to. I wonder what if it'll be like that, and like if people are going to look similar and have similar traits and stuff. And it's like, yeah. I said, I'm, I'm, I'm going to struggle if this baby comes out six foot four like Jace. It's probably going to be tall, yeah, because so, the legs are really long on the scan picture. I keep looking at the legs. <laughs> Its legs look so long, and I'm like, oh my! I'm like, Jace, you've you've already long legs. <laughs> what state? Yeah. When do you find out if it's a, a boy or a girl? Or are you gonna not find out? Or so we're finding out early. We're finding out on Saturday next week. Um, so that's exciting. You're gonna keep it secret, or you're gonna like tell tell people? I think what we're gonna tell is mums and dads and his close family. Um, and then I think I'll wait till 20 weeks just just for them to double check that it is what they're, they're saying. Um, yeah, and then we'll probably announce it. So we wasn't going to find out at all before. Um, we didn't want to know. But I said to Jay, it's a weird experience this time round. I feel like I'd be able to bond a bit better. And if anything happens, then I'll be able to know what gender it is this time round. So, yeah. But, yeah. It's yeah, I reckon, I reckon if it's a boy, yeah, proper lanky and... Oh yeah, it'll cricket. just look like Jace. Born playing cricket, I reckon. Oh please, don't get me. <laughs> this is is like I've found this cricket bat for like two year olds. I might have you. Fantastic. 
great. He's like, I'm going to tell it never to support a football team because that's just horrible for it. I'm like, okay. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, like, what are you thinking? Of, have you got that far ahead in terms of thinking of, like, what you're going to, how you're going to parent? Because that's something, yeah, that I've never really thought about, actually. But it's something, like, if I was going through a pregnancy with someone, like, I'd be thinking about all the time. Like, yeah. just the, li- the little things that you otherwise would never think of. Things like that, like getting into sport or supporting a football team. That's Yeah, like, we've, spoke about, we've spoke about things like... um like Jason talks to about and some of Jason's friends have said what would you do if um they were, it were a girl and they wanted to play football and for me I'm like do they do what they want and Jason's the same Jason's like at the end of the day they want to do what they want to do you can't you can't push someone into it Jason said his mum and dad never pushed him and Chris into cricket they just always liked it and always liked to play football um and I've just not done out I didn't like dancing, didn't like horse riding, didn't like any of that. Um, so, yeah, they'll do what they want to do, I suppose. But I won't, I would never push them to do. If they came home and they were like distraught, I'd be like, right, no, you're not going back wherever. Yeah, yeah. But then eventually you'll have to deal with like them having boyfriends or girlfriends or whatever. And Which I that's can gonna... deal with. I think I can deal with that. I think that's. Oh. Uh, Jace had come in and I think that's completely different from men and men's pers- perspective he's a bit like oh he's like they're not having one they're not having one till the 40 I'm like don't wear like that <laughs> I'd think like that if I had a girl I think if I had a uh, boy my mindset would be different I think just yeah you know what I mean I'd, I'd feel more more protective I think if I had a daughter just yeah. naturally uh whereas yeah I think if, if I had a if I had a boy maybe if he was Jason's having that argument with his mum at minute because there's J- obviously Jason's mum and dad have had three boys and then they've got Louise and she's ne- she's nearly twenty, but they're like oh, Jason Jason's dad's like oh boyfriends with them like they let me stay when I was sixteen it weren't a problem but Louise now and they're like oh I, I don't know if we want your boyfriend to stay actually it's a completely different thing for them now I think Jason yeah. the same. <laughs> Yeah, I get that. Like, if I had a daughter and, like, there's, there's, I try not to, but there'd be that natural inkling to, like, if she brought, if she was 16, she brought him a boyfriend. You'd be like, like <laughs> just to scare him, yeah. I'd probably, I'd probably want to scare him at first. Just, yeah. like, there's just a seat, there's a, what's that film? Bad Boys 2 or something. I'll, I'll send you later. Yeah, where, bad like, he just scares boys. the shit out of this, he gets, like, the gun out and stuff. And <laughs> I wouldn't want to do that, re- I don't think. What about you, Jack? What do you think about that? I don't think I'd take that approach really, mate. I mean, I just, let's say my daughter did bring the, uh, a, a girlfriend or a boyfriend home. Um, let's say a boyfriend in this case. I don't think I'd scare him. Like, I'd like to think that I could just kind of judge his character and be like, hmm, do I need to scare him? Do I not? But yeah. I'd like to make him feel very welcome. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. regardless, I'd be like, I want to feel welcome. I don't want to, because I'll be honest, like, I'll, I'll shed a bit of light here to be fair. So for me, even just as a, even as a guy, like um, it can be pretty like I can be pretty nervous actually introducing a girl to my family because they're kind of like that, you know what I mean? They could actually scare off like <laughs> your girlfriend or boyfriend, you know what I mean? Like, and that's the last thing you want for your for your your son or your daughter, like for them to bring someone that they like care about to the home, and then the like father or mother makes it more difficult for them to like have a relationship, you know what I mean? I would rather 
make it easier for them to do the do the thing basically yeah it's difficult because I think I'd take the approach of like I, I suppose you follow what your parents have done with you I, you, I'd, I'd like to think that I wouldn't do that but I know now having this baby that that is exactly what I'll do and Jason's mum and dad welcomed me into their house and it were a busy house with these four younger kids and running about and doing whatever um, and they were always really good with me and always welcomed me and so did my mum and dad with Jace but I think that's because I always had my my friends round when I were a bit older um, I always had people here at home my mum and dad just let me um i used to have like xavier and ross round all like people now i bump into like how's your dad and i'm like yeah he's your dad is chatty though and he's just a chat guy <laughs> yeah it's um, funny because we both know him for because he fitted our it fitted both our bathrooms to be fair <laughs> uh if it if it had jordan's first and then it came around to mind the week after did and that's it? the first time I met your dad. He's, he's just a funny character. Like and I said, he's just a very uh, chatty guy. Do you know my daughter? He says it wherever he goes. Wherever <laughs> I wonder if you know my daughter. How old are you then? I wonder if you know my daughter. He said it everywhere he goes. Yeah, I was working with Wigger when, when he when he did our bathroom. And then and then I saw him when I was back home in in December. Yeah, he came and he, he was looking at our boiler or something. And then he was, he was we were chatting about you. And uh, Jason stuff, and he was telling, telling me um, your story and stuff, and about your um, Instagram handle. So then I looked it up, and then uh, yeah, we had a good chat, and that, that's what yeah, I thought. Yeah. Like, I'd be best to message you at some point. Um, because yes, yeah. it was so strange. I said to Jason, I went, Jordan Arkins just followed my baby page. He went, what? I went, Jordan Arkins just followed my baby page. <laughs> I went, why on earth would he be interested in following that? Like, what on earth? Then my dad come home from work and I was like, do you want chicken? And he was like, yeah. I've been working at this lad's house. I think you know him. I went, who is it? Went Jordan Ark. I was like, that makes sense. <laughs> I was like, I'm there. I understand. Yeah, because I didn't, I didn't like mess it. I just followed it, didn't I? Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, because yeah, for me, it's it's like obviously pregnancy, miscarriage, all that kind. Of, I've never really spoken to anyone about that. I don't know anything about it. Um, why would I? But, you know, I don't... Um, so like that's why it's interesting for me to talk to you because it's it's sort of completely different like you like you sitting and talking to a couple of guys about all this to me it's just like blank canvas like i i had i really didn't know what to expect but it's very interesting and uh yeah it, it's it's interesting that you said there's a lot of people like in our area that have spoken to you and have gone through similar things and that you otherwise never would have known and that's yeah. when, I, when i go back to like pe- pe- everyone has a story that I might walk down the street back in Kirby and there might be like three or four people who've gone through a similar thing. I would never know. Um, so it's cool just to be aware of that and just to be aware that that's a thing and that's the thing that people go through. And uh... It's even people within our friendship group, obviously, there were not, there were quite a few of us, wasn't there? But like people that I'd said there's a good one or two within our friendship group that also said it, that you would just never, you just wouldn't think, why would you think, oh, You've lost a baby. You wouldn't think it. Um, it happens all the time. It's, as I say, it's, the stat is that every one in four pregnancies end in a miscarriage. And that could be really? one in four. They said that to Jason at the hospital, and they were like, "That's that's bullshit." Like that's bullshit. But it's not like it, one in four people, and that can be any type of miscarriage. Though there's there's about fourteen different types. 
Um, and the role of pregnancy is just quite rare. But yeah, there's there's a lot of different types of it. That's what they said. They said one in four. Is that for is that for the UK or are they talking about in the world? UK, I think. One in yeah, four. Yeah, it sounds like a lot, doesn't it? But when I think about one in four people, I think about all my cousins that are girls either side. And there's around, I think there's about 15, 16 of us. Like, that's a lot. That's a lot of us out of the 16 or I think a, a class of 30 kids that are all girls. It's a lot. The number's high, and you just wouldn't think that the number would be that high. We know explanation for it. Do you want kids, Jack? <laughs> yeah, Jack. I mean, yeah. I'd, I'd, I mean, I'd love to, to have it. kids. To be fair, you don't. I mean, have I might have to carry it, but <laughs> I still got to be there. I still got to support my child. Um, but yeah, I mean, I do. I would love to have a kid, but just not, just not now. Just now is not the right time for me, anyway. But I would love to have a family one day, yeah, of course. What about I you? I want to be pretty old. I want to be pretty old, I think, mate. Like, not old, old, but like, uh, <laughs> probably. I mean, how old are you talking here, mate? Like, it sounds like you're going to be an old man now. <laughs> uh, I actually, I quite like the idea of having a kid at about 30, 35. If I meet the right person, I'm in the right place in my life, and that might change it. But yeah, if, if I was going to, if I had to, if I had to write down now and choose a date without any anything else to go on, I'd choose, I'd, I'd write down 34, let's <laughs> say. Then, yeah, but that's, the... not, uh, that's not old, is it? Do you know, well, no, it is. Not, it is, not. I suppose, for starting a family, but like, my mum had me at 34. <laughs> right. My mum was 21 when, when I was born, and then she had my sister when she was 23. So when she was my age, she had two kids. So yeah. I'm, I'm comparing it to that. But, yeah, it's not that old. It's not that old. No. I've got a family friend who had his first child at 50. So that's pretty old. Like when his kid's yeah. 18 and leaving school or whatever, he's going to be nearly 70. So that's pretty old, I think. That's yeah. But th- yeah, 35's not that old, I suppose. But for me, like now, I'm just not ready. I'm not in that. No. Well, I'm not, I'm not with the right person. I'm not in the right place in my life. There's other stuff I, I need because that's a big commitment. You know, you have a kid, yeah. and if you're going to be a good parent, that child, it's not that. you're, it's you're number two. Money oh, goes yeah. through your head. It's, that goes through my head constantly. Like, Jason, have we got money? Have we got? It is like it's a bit too late to worry about money now. Like, the baby's mm. going to be coming. Um, but I suppose that's every parent's. That is every parent's worry. You probably don't think it, and you probably, you probably like me outside of my situation. I would probably think, right, I need to have this much put away. We need to be living here. We need to have done this. We need to have done that. But that's just not sometimes how it works. You could have all the money in the world and it, that's not what a baby needs, is it? A baby needs love. But yeah, you are out and about. Not I've had some book. money. What? Yeah. No, I was going to say, it kind of went a bit weird there, the connection, but I was just saying, like, you're right there. You're, you're right there, basically, about, um, it's not all about the money. Like, there's plenty of people that I've met in my life that have grown up with money, but grew up without a lot of other things. Um that money yeah. can't never make up for no. um yeah no I, I agree i agree yeah it's the same but, with us like we're not like we just work normal jobs like i work in a call center and jace works for his dad's business in schools like we're just norm we just got normal jobs and normal incomes and people would probably look at that and think that's not a lot of money to raise a child into but it'll have everything it needs and that's, that's no but I, I no but i, I agree um because 
if it has everything it needs it's still you know what i mean it's got everything it needs it's going to be happy you're going to be a happy family yeah um and that's that's the end endo isn't it that your child and yourself are happy so and your family's happy so i mean yeah and baby will be a, a very good granddad i think yeah he will yeah. i could look good They've had an argument about Leeds kits and Man U kits, so... Oh, God. <laughs> Leaving them to it. <laughs> yeah, I think Jace is right there. Like, when you start getting into that and get embedding, like, a football team, that could... Uh... It's like, it's heartbreak. You're like, I don't want them to know heartbreak at six years old when Man <laughs> doesn't win the title. I'll be like, all right. <laughs> Yeah, you do, they don't need that. Maybe play, no. but yeah, that's sensible. That's sensible. A lot of people would be like, no, it's got to be Man U, Man U, Man U, yeah. Man U. And then you're right, yeah, you get heartbreak at early age just based yeah. on the football team losing, which we is were not like, great. No, we were like, we're not putting them through that. They can just carry on watching Australia and England play cricket. I was like, all right then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wow. Um, yeah, well, um, thanks for joining us anyway. Is there anything no. else... We want to talk about Jack or Emily? I'd, I'd like to ask one last question, really, before before we go, really. So, obviously, um, Emily's uh, produced this page to spread awareness and stuff. I would just like to ask, like, do you have any advice for anyone out there that's going through the same thing, a similar thing? Or even just someone who's going through pregnancy, like, if you had any advice to give them, what would you say? I'd say that anything that you're worried about, or anything that you think there's someone else that's gone through that you're not you're not on your own as much as you think that you are you're not other people have gone gone through that experience and you know reaching out like I've been more than happy to answer 50 people 50 people's messages saying this has happened that's happened that's happened and me giving my advice that's what we do on the one that's collective you know work related people reach out and i think that's that's a that's a good thing being able to reach out to someone that you don't know and, and not and not being afraid as well i yeah, reckon like not, not being afraid being, to do so yeah not being judged like i would never want anyone to think that i'd judge them because that's not ever what i would do ever um so yeah not being afraid to you know if you need help then you need help and to ask for it is is okay uh, yeah. So very inspiring. I would, uh, before we also go as well, obviously Jordan, um, we'll put your details of your Instagram pages below. But just for anyone who's listening, do you mind uh, like just telling them what the name is and where they can find you at, uh, just in case they do want to uh, check out your page? Yeah. So we've got the one that's just for me is called One of Those Things, um, and then the one that we've got as a collective is called The M Word. Um, so you can find us on there and and any you know anyone that does need help reach out because you know it can help so, yeah yeah it's, I, like like i said it's been a, it's been a pleasure talking to you emily hopefully you've enjoyed being on here yeah cool. uh, it's, been, it's been a very very informative conversation for me and jordan and uh, we've definitely learned a lot can't learn anywhere near as much as you have, <laughs> obviously but uh yeah it's been a fun conversation so yeah thank you oh god I'm glad uh, glad you've learned a little bit, hopefully. Um, <laughs> probably dying to ask more questions. I know Jordan will be thinking of five other questions in his head. It'll be like, do you know what? I'm going to message her and ask her that. Can, can, I, share, can <laughs> I share a dream? I want to share a dream that I once had uh, just before <clears throat> before I uh, before I stopped recording. 
Okay. So, okay. Okay. So, so this is this. I've had. Two, I I remember a lot of dreams, and the the most the single most weirdest dream. It's, it's either first or second. It, it's hard to. For, mm. Let's say it's, let's say it's number one, right? Weirdest dream I've ever had. I'm, I'm I had it when I was about fifteen. And I, was, <laughs> I, I was walking down uh, go. Common Road. I probably told you. <laughs> before. I was walking down <laughs> Common Road, right? Just strolling along. But I was pregnant, and I had like a nine, like eight months pregnant, like pretty far gone. I had a huge round stomach, and uh, I passed my granddad, and he looked at me, and he just went, "Oh, yeah, right. when's it due?" And I was like, "Oh, any day, any day now, granddad." He was like, "Oh, well, keep me posted," and I kept on walking, and then, uh, and then the dream skipped forward to like me being in a hospital bed. I was still a man, I was still, I was still male, uh, but I had like my legs up, and. Uh, I was feeling contractions. I, 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 I don't know if that's what it felt like, but in my dream, it felt like that's what it would feel like. And yeah. the nurse was going, the midwife was going, push, push. Oh, and it was just about to come out. I'm not sure of where, uh, but just, <laughs> just, as it, just as it was about to come out, uh, I woke up and that was it. And I always remember that. And that's I don't know what it means. <laughs> that's so I mean, strange. What, what mean? I don't know, but it's fucking weird, isn't it? It's like, <laughs> it's just weird. I tell a lot of people that. Most people find it quite funny, but I just thought I just found it mind blowing. Like, cause yeah, like what does that? It. What does that mean? Like, what <laughs> I, don't that... I don't know. Have you ever seen that film? Uh, there's a film with Arnold Schwarzenegger called Junior, where he gets pregnant, and it always just reminds me of that film when I think no, about that. Like, <laughs> I've not seen it. Yeah, he's like the first man ever to to become pregnant. It's pretty. Uh, it's like an old eighties film, but he's fully pregnant. Yeah, I think you definitely watched that before you went to sleep that night. <laughs> that maybe is exactly I did. What you watched. <laughs> Yeah, maybe because it's that long ago. I can't really remember, but it might have been. <laughs> but yeah, I just, I just wanted to tell you that. I was going to tell it at some point, but it, yeah, I just thought I'd leave it. <laughs> the end. It would just pop back into my mind. But yeah, I'll, I'll stop. Rec- I'm going to stop recording. Uh, it's been lovely to speak to you, Emily. Thank you for joining us. Um, yeah, see you later, everybody. See you Thanks. soon. Switching to GEICO is a good idea, especially when you consider everything. First off, GEICO makes it easy to switch. They have licensed agents available 24-7 online or over the phone. But if it's so easy, you might start thinking everything is easy, even big wave surfing. And it's not. It's actually quite difficult. Well, if you switch to GEICO, you could save hundreds on car insurance. And you could keep saving by bundling your motorcycle, boat, and RV, plus your home or renter's insurance. But saving money might lead you to make some questionable purchases, like a 20-foot feather boa. And do you know how hard it is to clean a 20-foot feather boa? Well, they do have an industry-leading mobile app you can use to pay your bill, file and manage a claim, or add a new driver. But when life gets a little easier, it makes you too confident. And you start calling everyone ace. And you're better than that. Well, GEICO has a 97% customer satisfaction rating and has been saving people money for 85 years. It's hard to beat that. But you're right. Switch to GEICO. It's obviously a good idea. Switching to GEICO is a good idea, especially when you consider everything. First off, GEICO makes it easy to switch. They have licensed agents available 24-7 online or over the phone. But if it's so easy, you might start thinking everything is easy, even big wave surfing. And it's not. It's actually quite difficult. 
Well, if you switch to GEICO, you could save hundreds on car insurance. And you could keep saving by bundling your motorcycle, boat, and RV, plus your home or renter's insurance. But saving money might lead you to make some questionable purchases, like a 20-foot feather boa. And do you know how hard it is to clean a 20-foot feather boa? Well, they do have an industry-leading mobile app you can use to pay your bill, file and manage a claim, or add a new driver. But when life gets a little easier, it makes you too confident. And you start calling everyone ace. And you're better than that. Well, GEICO has a 97% customer satisfaction rating and has been saving people money for 85 years. It's hard to beat that. But you're right. Switch to GEICO. It's obviously a good idea.